Welcome to the Mum Boss Podcast, hosted by me, Renee O'Neill. I'm your host, life and business coach for mums, and a mum of two myself. I'm here to help you be the present mum you're wanting to be, whilst also having a successful business, because you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You have come to the right place if you're a mum who dreams of time and financial freedom and wants to be fulfilled in life alongside motherhood. This podcast is a place where you can come to be inspired and empowered whilst also getting tangible tips, advice and strategies to help you in your life and business. So let's dive in. I have a special guest that I am very excited to bring you today. So welcome, Lindsay, to the Mum Boss Podcast. Thank you so much, Renee. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you. And I have most recently actually been a guest on your podcast, which has been really nice. So I'm really excited that we're sitting down now to jump on the mics again together, but this time for you to be a guest on my podcast. (laughs) I know. I love that. I love the power of collaboration. There's so much you can do with it. And I'm so glad that we connected. However, it was that we connected. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it? Cause sometimes you're like, how did we connect? And then you think, you know, it's one of those things. Sometimes it just naturally evolves, which is what has been the case for you and I, like you, I think that's the beauty and the power of like technologies, you know, we can connect from literally across the world from each other. Um, yep. You know, you're currently 5.29 a.m. I'm currently 7.30 p.m. You know, it's amazing what we're able to do thanks to technology. <laughs> yes, it is. I love it. I actually literally just put that on my Instagram stories. I was like getting ready to do a podcast 5.30 a.m. because I'm podcasting with someone who is across the world. Yeah, <laughs> love it, it. Is amazing. So For listeners listening, I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what it is that you do. Awesome. Well, as you said, my name is Lindsay. I'm Lindsay Dollinger. I do live in the United States. I live in Ohio. Um, It is currently like winter again. (laughs) We we had spring for about a week and it's winter again here. So got to love that. Um, But I am a full-time high school Spanish teacher. I started in the entrepreneur space in network marketing in 2016. And my business has very much naturally evolved through building up a successful network marketing business, deciding that the thing that I really loved wasn't necessarily so much the products um, or a certain company per se, but it was really helping women feel empowered to build their own business like I had. And I was getting requests in my inbox, you know, how are you doing this without feeling salesy and spammy? And it just kind of was like a light bulb moment that I really enjoyed the business side of things. So I started a free Facebook group. I ended up starting a podcast and now I coach women. I I would say it's about 50, 50 now, 50 um, percent network marketers, 50 percent Um, women who are not in network marketing, but who are just building their own businesses. And I help them specifically with productivity systems, branding, all things that I was able to really fine tune to be able to still be a high school Spanish teacher and also run a successful online business. So that's kind of my, my story in a nutshell. Yeah. I love that. Isn't it interesting how you can choose something for yourself 
And it can lead you down this path to this destination that you never had in mind. But yet once you reach it, you're like, this was meant to be like, this is actually my thing. And I never could have planned it this way, but it's brought me to this place of where you are now in being able to help all these business owners. And I think it's amazing because I've had a similar story in a sense where I've had different businesses in my time. I've had like bricks and mortar. I've been in network marketing as well. Like I've done these different things and it's led me to where I am. And it's funny how these things just naturally evolve. So I guess, how did that come to, you know, be your destiny? Like how did that evolve for you? So I guess it really goes back to when I started network marketing. Um, my mom had just passed away from breast cancer. It was a very long journey. It was um, almost 17 years that she went through that. We were very, very close as a family. So her being sick, um, I'm a, I think I mentioned that I, I taught Spanish. So I had always dreamed of going to Spain and teaching English actually, but living in Spain. And so I didn't do that because uh, actually, right as I got accepted, her cancer ended up coming back. So I was like, well, I'm staying here. I'm staying close to my mom. You know, I am dedicated to this. And then when she passed, I, it was just really hard that whole year after that, I was, you know, felt very lost. Um, we actually closed on the house that we live in the day she passed away. And so it needed heavily remodeled. We were doing all this and, and I just felt very much like I wasn't me anymore. Um, and lots of sense of that word. And I had a friend who actually owned the gym that I belonged to at the time. And she was a beach body coach. I think you guys have beach body in, in Tasmania, right? Or do you not have beach body? Have you heard of that before? No. Okay. Um, it's called body now, I think is how they pronounce it. But anyway, it's a health and fitness, um, network marketing company. So, I was watching her. She had an online event for that. And I signed up to go just to see what it was all about. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a try because nothing else right now is seems normal anyway. So I might as well do it. Right. And I'm so glad I did because through that, I found personal development books. I had never really read them. Um, I had read a few leadership books in college because I actually minored in business. Um, I was one class away from getting it, but I had taken a lot of the business classes. And so we had read business books and, um, to be honest, they were like really boring. I wasn't really into it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not really a fan of this right now, especially at the, the, you know, the stage of my life that I was in, in my early twenties and, um, the energy bus, I don't know if you've read the energy bus, but it, I single-handedly say that that book pulled me out of the depression that I was in. And, it's like the shortest book ever. So if you get a chance to read it sometime, you definitely should. After that, I, I was hooked. I was like trying to hand this book out like candy. I'm like, my boss at work, he needs to read this. His energy is no good. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like putting it in people's mailboxes because I was so obsessed with it. And so I am so grateful for that because it helped me, even if I had decided not to be an entrepreneur, it helped me so much in work. Um, you know, my, my day job being a teacher, because being a teacher, you have to deal with customer customers, basically that's your parents and your students and all these other things. Um, but that personal development alone helped me so much in life and just to feel like me again. And then, you know, you add on these other pieces, like I ended up leaving that company. They actually changed their policies and procedures. It was just like a whole thing. And so then I joined another company 
I had success in that company as well, but I didn't really love their vibe. Um, and I just felt not aligned with them. And I think that word for me was a big word that led me to becoming a business coach was trusting my gut. Where do I feel aligned and really wanting that freedom to, you know, do what I wanted in my business without someone giving me their policies and procedures, which I'm sure you're familiar with in, as a network marketing term, but you know, there are rules for what you were allowed to do, what you weren't allowed to do. You know, you were never allowed to be critical of the company, which I get to an extent because you're supposed to be you know, um, promoting them, but at the same time, I'm pretty outspoken. And, you know, like if there's something that doesn't feel aligned with me, I'm not going to just go along with it. And so I think that piece of it really led me very naturally. And it was a hard thing. Like when I, um, decided this with my last company that I was with, like there were tears and I was, you know, cause I had a big organization under me and I felt you know, I had developed friendships with these women and I felt very much like I was going to be leaving them. And it was like a grieving process again, almost. Um, but I'm so glad I did it. You know, I had the hard conversations made up my mind and it was just like a big weight lifted off my shoulders when I was finally was honest with everyone. And like, my heart is not in this anymore. My heart is in this. This is what I'm doing. I'm going all in. I would appreciate if you would support me and, you know, not be mad about this, but if you are, you are, and I can't control that. So that's kind of a long, long-winded answer to that, but it just kind of evolves naturally, you know, and, and I think it's up to us to really trust our gut and, and go with that. Because if you're living out of alignment, everything else in your life is going to be out of alignment. You're not going to feel right. Mm, oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. I think being in alignment really is the key. I think it unlocks everything. And I love that you had the courage at that point to go, you know what, this isn't aligned to me. And then look at, you know, what can my next steps be? And I think, you know, for anyone that's been in the network marketing world, it is, there are some little, I don't know, what will we call it? <laughs> it's it, little quirks. <laughs> there are, yeah. And I think when you then go into your own business and you've got almost that full control to, you know, do business how you want to on your terms, it's quite freeing, isn't it? You know, you feel quite, oh, wow, like I get to create something for myself and this is mine and mine only. And I think that in itself is really nice too. It is. Yeah. And I was finding myself getting to the point where so much of my paychecks were reliant on my team members who I really had no control over. And, you know, I could coach them, I could support them, I could give them all the resources, but if they weren't showing up at the end of the day, you know, I didn't get paid for doing some of that stuff. And so that was a huge shift for me. Cause I'm like, I don't want to have any sort of resentment toward these people when they're just living their life, you know, and working their business. And so that was a huge relief when I started working for myself and that, you know, I can go out and get more clients and that it's a hundred percent on me now. And I love that ownership that I'm able to, to have of my business. Yeah, that's right. And it's interesting too, because, you know, these past experiences, these past businesses and you've been a part of, you've learned skills that you've been able to take with you to what you're doing now. And so I always think we can never look back on things that we've done as failures or like I didn't succeed in these areas. It's like, no, like these are things you've learned from the experiences you've got that you can take with you to your next thing. So I guess 
when you made that decision, you know, I'm not in alignment with this. How did you start from there? Because it's it's quite it's quite daunting when you start your own business. There is a lot involved. And, you know, you shared in the beginning there that you predominantly did a lot of that on your own. And so, you know, it's a, it's a lot, there's, there's a lot involved in starting a business. Yeah. So it was a very kind of natural progression. So I didn't completely pull the rug out of my network marketing business until I had already a little bit of the foundation for my own, um, coaching business. And I had already been learning so many of those skills. Like you mentioned that I could transfer over. So I already knew about branding. I already knew about a social media presence and how to post it, you know, those sorts of things. Um, Because when I joined my network marketing company, I was like, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm going all in. So I used YouTube. I used Google. I invested in a coach, which is almost unheard of for a lot of network marketers because you get such good training from your network marketing company, at least the basics. Um, But I was like, no, I want to do this differently. I don't want it to be the same cookie cutter, you know, network marketer as I have seen some of my friends do. So I had done that very early on. Um, and was reading the books and all of that. But I started, I think the first thing that I started was my free group. And so I just said, Hey, I'm opening up this free group. I'm going to be posting tips and tricks on how I have been able to build my network marketing business. It's open to everyone, not just people on my team. You know, here it is, if you want to join. And I got um, a few hundred people pretty quickly. Like people were telling their friends, I was going in that group. I was going live. I was doing free trainings you know, making posts, just very much sharing and sharing a lot of free value in there. And then I, I'm trying to think the order that I did things. I, well, I bought my podcast host, um, I guess subscription or whatever, because I knew I wanted to to start a podcast because I had been listening to podcasts since probably 2017 ish. And so I bought that in January of that year, but I didn't actually start my podcast until June, 2020. So June, 2020, I started my podcast. My, my group was named the same thing as my podcast at the time, which I have rebranded that. Um, but at the time it was specifically for women in, um, network marketing and social selling. It was called the social selling sisterhood. So I started that and then started talking about that a little bit more on my wall. And then my first product actually wasn't coaching. I was, I was nervous to, to charge for my coaching. That was a huge mindset block that I worked with another coach to get through. Um, but I made a planner and a tracker first, because that was what I had seen so much success in was giving the women on my team an exact checklist of like, this is things you could do to work your business. And I put, um, and I still have it to my day to this day. I don't talk about it much. Um, but excuse me, I have like hourly time blocking really worked well for me. So I had that in there. So I launched that and it just, by that point, I was still working my network marketing business. And then I made the decision shortly after that, that I was not going to be actively, you know, promoting it anymore. Um, and then I started promoting the small groups that I was doing. I started with small groups and like I said, very natural progression. Like it was like one thing at a time give that some time to, you know, get the ball rolling on that. And, um, yeah, it's just really naturally grown, but I, that's what I would say is focus on one thing at a time, (laughs) go all in on that one thing. 
um, and try to keep being visible. So I was getting into other network marketing teams, groups, doing free trainings and people just started, you know, referring me word of mouth, which is really awesome. Mm, oh, I love that. Now, something you've shared is branding and how that's an expertise you have there. And you mentioned that you have since rebranded after starting that Facebook group and then the podcast. So I'd love to talk about branding because you are somebody who I feel does branding really, really well. And you are known for Disney. When I think Lindsay, I automatically think Disney. Now for listeners who are not familiar with you, they might be thinking, huh? So I'd love for you to talk on that. Yes. Sure. Yes. You know, and that was something that originally wasn't in my brand. I, um, so I go to Disney pretty often, uh, Disney world here in the States, Florida is like an hour and 45 minute flight for me. So long story short on that, my sister and I used to travel a lot before COVID internationally. Well, obviously when COVID happened, we couldn't do that, but Disney world was still open. So we started going down to Disney on weekends and long, you know, long trips anyway. So I was just posting about that very naturally on my Instagram and Facebook wall. And, um, when I was, I came up with this idea for a membership. So it actually started with my membership and it's for women entrepreneurs. And I'm like, how can I make this really fun? Because that's the thing that, you know, this was toward the end of 2020. I'm like, we need more fun. <laughs> we need more fun in our life. When I go down to Disney, I just feel like a kid again. I feel carefree. And also when I look at all of the different things that Walt Disney has created, like he's created this empire, like it is the epitome of having an amazing brand and amazing service and all, you know, all these things. And so it just kind of like a light bulb went off in my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to make my membership a Disney themed business membership. And from there, it just kind of <laughs> was like a volcano just exploding, like all the things happened. And so when I rebranded my podcast, I rebranded it to the purpose and pixie dust podcast. And I still talk about business a lot, but I have, um, you know, kind of an underlining thread through it of anything Disney that I can sprinkle in or, you know, just pulling out really that purpose in your life and how to have fun in your life and in your business. And I found when I did that, and again, it goes with that alignment piece. Like once I was able to do that, everything just felt so much more naturally for me to create content around. I'm like, okay, I can post my Disney picture. I can bring this into business in this way. And so I'm doing a Disney business retreat this summer. And, you know, it's just really fun to be able to connect all those dots. And at first I was nervous about that because I'm like, this is a pretty niche down, <laughs> pretty niche down area. Um, and I actually have had people tell me before, like, oh no, I don't want to join my, your membership. I'm not into Disney. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> the trainings aren't necessarily Disney related, but that's fine. And it has really helped me find my people. And so I'm really glad I did it because I had a coach um, earlier in that process. And she was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, I really like your other brand. And I'm like, I do too, but it's not in alignment anymore. Like I'm really feeling called to do this. So that's again, going back to trusting your gut and, um, when everything flows very nicely and everything is in alignment, I do feel like it is so much easier for you to show up and create that solid brand. And, and that's what we want. We want people to be like, when I think of Disney, I think of you, 
right? Um, and the same thing with my color pink that I've used in my branding for years. I had a friend who sent me a DM and this was a couple of years ago, but she was like, we were just at Target and there was a shirt and my six-year-old daughter said, that shirt reminds me of Lindsay because of the color that I had in my profile. I'm like, that's branding at its finest, right? So that's, you know, that's kind of our goal. We want people to think of us, um, even at the times when it has nothing to do with what we're selling, that's how, you know, you've like won your brand. Mm, oh, I love that. It is interesting. The whole niche concept, because I think when you niche down or, you know, for you, you've brought in this Disney theme into your business, it can feel like you are eliminating a whole audience of people. So it can be really scary, but you know, I too have had a similar experience where once you do that and you come back into alignment, as you said, with something that you feel called towards or something that you feel like, I've always just had this feeling like I'd like to, whatever it might be. It's really interesting how it can evolve from there. And I love that, you know, for you, you found your people this way too, because, you know, they automatically see you, what you're doing in business, but then they see the Disney aspect and, and that draws them into you even closer. So I actually think it's quite genius. And I love that, you know, as I said, I, I think of you when I see Disney now, <laughs> it's just, it's just what happens. And that is the power, like you said, of branding, you know, and I think it is really important to, you know, get clear on what the voice of your business is, you know, what do you want to be known for? What are your colors? You know, all of those things. Like it, I think sometimes when you think of like, colors and fonts and things for your business to represent your business. I think there's a bigger picture to that as well. And I really love that for you, you've been able to go inwards and go, okay, this is something I feel called to do. And you've trusted that process. Yeah. And, um, you know, I took a branding, she called it a mastermind. I wouldn't really call it a mastermind, but it was a branding small group program. Um, it was actually when I was in my other brand and it helped so much. So I would definitely recommend finding someone to help you with that. If you're like, I don't know what that means because it went, when I joined it, I was thinking it was the colors and the fonts and the things like that. And when I came out of it, I was like, it's so much more, it's, you know, your feeling, your message. They had me, um, decide my brand values. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is my brand values? What is it? You know, um, and really helped me to get clarity. So then when I did decide to rebrand about a year after that program, it was so much easier for me because I could go through and be like, okay, this is how I want people to feel when they see that. So this is the type of language I'm going to use. This is the type of language I'm not going to, you know, and just really building that up, um, strategically. I don't think you have to do that in the very, 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 beginning of your business, but as you evolve as a person and as a brand, I think looking at all that stuff is really important. Yeah. And I think it's really important too, to revisit it as well, because as yeah. we do, our businesses evolve and grow too. And quite often in business, we will pivot and we would change direction, or we might niche down further or change niche altogether. Like there's all these things that happen. So I think it's always a good reminder to, you know, if you haven't looked at this in your business yet, it's a great time to do that. And if you haven't for a while, it's good just to check back in and be like, 
does my brand still represent where I'm going, the direction I am taking? And then you can sort of make tweaks and, or even perhaps like you've done is rebrand because that in itself is really exciting to create a whole fresh new feeling to your business. Um, it's, it's a really good feeling. So I guess for somebody who's listening along and, you know, maybe they're at the beginning stage of wanting to start a business or they've just started a business, what are some tips that you have to recommend? Oh, that's a good one. So first thing is, and, and this comes from my productivity system side, but make it a priority. So go ahead and I always say schedule in your personal life first, but schedule in time that you're actually going to work on your business and do things for your business to move it forward. So this isn't scrolling social media, getting ideas from other people or, you know, supposedly connecting with people. We all, we all use that excuse, right. <laughs> for social media time, you know, that's what you can do when you're watching TV on a Friday night, but making the time to work on your business intentionally and, and doing those things. Like I mentioned, when I very first started my network marketing business, maybe it's not the time to invest in a coach right now. Maybe you, you do have those funds and you can do that, which is awesome, but you know, get scrappy you can go to Google, you can go to YouTube. If you type in, you know, what should I do to work my business? <laughs> like, honestly, things will come up and there's so much out there. And I know I'm sure Renee, I know Renee, I don't know if you've had it yet or, and when this is actually um, playing for people, but has time management workshops. And there are so many things out there where you can get resources from people to help you. But I want to caution in that don't just do those and think that's working your business. You have to actually take action on what you learn. So you have to have that time to implement those things. Um, and so it's kind of like blinders on no shiny object syndrome, you know, pick a lane and, and go all in on that. And I like to tell my clients do it for at least 90 days, pick what you're going to do, do it for 90 days. And then you get to reevaluate because in our culture where you know, we have Amazon prime and we can get everything in, in an hour or two hours delivered a day delivered. We're expecting results really quickly, but just know that if you are invested in your business, you know, what you're doing lights you up, fulfills you, and you're there to help other people, you will, you will find your people. <laughs> it just might take a little bit of time. So don't give up. Um, and I mean, I guess that's pretty much it for, for like a very, very, very basic, um, now when I go one step further with my clients, cause they're like, what do I do? We talk about the three C's, which are content connections and consistency. And I'm like, if you are able to put out some quality content for whatever it is that you are selling, you are able to make connections with people, whether this is in person or online, and you're able to do both of those things consistently, the sales will come. I do really think the sales will come, but again, you have to give it time. Mm, I really love that you've shared that because I think it is really important that our listeners hear that because you can go to social media and I see so many business coaches and I roll my eyes every time I see it where you are being shown like get to a hundred K in 30 days or all of these things and you're like, oh, it just, it really infuriates me because I'm like, I think it it leads people to believe this perception that 
isn't always true. And not to say that you can't do that. You absolutely can, but it's not, it's not, that's not the case for everyone. And quite often, no, and quite often it's, it's not the case for majority of people. And so I think you you do have to be cautious when you're on social media at what you are consuming as well. And I think you said it best where you're like, blinkers on stay in your lane because you can so easily get caught up in comparison when you are scrolling on social media and I think it's always really important to be careful of that when we are on social media which we often are with online businesses (laughs) well and I have a story about that so I when I was very first building my coaching business, was talking to a friend of mine who's also a coach, had had, had a similar story as me, top network marketer, became a coach. And um, we were talking about someone else, another woman that I looked up to in the field. And I'm like, man, she is like making millions of dollars all the time. She's been doing this for a really long time. You know, I just don't get how she got there. Um, and my friend was like, well, I've worked with her one-on-one and she shared with me that she pays I think it was something like $800,000 a year in Facebook ads. And I about fell off my chair. I'm like, what? So she's like, so she's bringing in 1.5 million, but she's paying $800,000 in Facebook ads, plus her team, plus all of this. And I'm like, okay, well, there's no way I will be able to compete with that. So I just need to stop. And so once I realized that that one person was doing that, I'm like, I'm sure that all these other people are not maybe all of them, but a lot of them are doing something similar. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing this the organic way. And I'm not saying ads are bad. I do think there's a time and a space for ads, but that's not the type of money that I have to dedicate to that. So that was a really good eye-opening conversation with me. And I have no idea if it's true or not, but that made me feel a lot better. And I'm like, okay, I need to stop comparing myself to people because I have no idea what they're doing, you know, besides what I am able to see as a consumer on this side of social media. So keep that in mind too, that when you're comparing yourself to some of these people, you have no idea either the back end of what is going on. Cause there's Google ads too, you know, there's all sorts of things um, that can be assisting people and some of us just don't have that kind of a budget. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, yes, yeah, social media can be sometimes all smokes and mirrors. I mean, we're only being shown what they want us to see. Um, so yeah. yeah, it can be interesting. And I think too, you can so easily come up with your own stories when you see things as well. But yeah. one thing I definitely find helpful for me and something that I work with my clients in is looking at like, what does success even mean to you? Like, what are you wanting to achieve? Because for some of us, we're not out there trying to get a million dollar a year business, you know? So it's, it's also important to come back to you and be like, okay, what am I wanting to create? What does success mean to me? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And I think that can be really helpful in those moments where you might get caught up so easily. We've all done it caught up being comparing yourself to someone else being like, well, hang on a minute. Is it, do I really want what she has anyway? Like that's, that's not necessarily for me either. And so, yeah, definitely keep those blinkers on because it can be very easy getting caught up in that hamster of comparisonitis. (laughs) Yeah. And I had a coach say to me one time I did a launch and I was hoping for 20 women and I, I think I got six and, um, 
I was like, you know, it's good, but I was really hoping for this number. And we were talking, she was like, well, Lindsay, cause it was the first time I'd run this program. She's like, could you have actually handled 20 women in that program? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then when I'm thinking about it, as I'm going through this program, I'm like, no way, no way. Six was the perfect number. I needed to start small. And so that's another thing when comparing yourself to these businesses, you know, like you said, not everyone wants a million dollar business because with that million dollar business comes a lot of extra added customer service and time and all of this stuff. And I do think that everything happens like it is supposed to happen. And there is a reason that you have one team member right now. You know, there's a reason that you have three one-on-one clients because, you know, we're not set up, especially at the beginning to handle the 20, the hundred, the thousand people. Like, what would you do right now? If a thousand people came to you and you wanted to work with you, would you be able to do that? And so, you know, that mentality coming from her, I was like, she's so right. (laughs) It's a hard thing to swallow, but she's also so right. So keep that in mind as well. When you are not even so much comparing, I guess, with that one, but just wanting the big number of clients or income or whatever is there's a lot of added things that come in with that too. And be happy with your small number. And then the next time you can grow and set up your systems to be able to handle that. Mm, Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, business is a roller coaster. There's so many highs and lows. Sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes things work out incredibly. Like it is all the emotions, all the feelings, you go through all the waves. (laughs) And it's interesting because I think I think timeline is an interesting thing because we can have an idea of how long we want something to take. We can have an idea of, you know, I reckon at this point, my business will be here. We can have all of these expectations. And I think it's interesting because sometimes things don't go to plan. And like you shared with your launch, you know, having six, but then when you actually have that moment where you can stop and reflect and look back, you can go, okay, I can see why it worked out this way. And, you know, it's helped me evolve. It's helped me grow at a speed that's actually felt more comfortable than, you know, these fast success stages. Cause you know, for me, I've had a more slower pace build up with my business. And I'm actually kind of grateful for that. Cause I'm like, I've been able to handle it at a pace that's felt good for me, but I would love to know as someone who is a full-time teacher, who is running a successful business, how do you manage, manage all of that? Because it's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Um, I'm a big proponent in seasons. So I will push for a season. And then I know, because I know if I don't take a rest, I will burn out because I've done it before, like you mentioned. And so my calendar pretty naturally goes with like a a normal school year calendar. So I, I take off a lot of the summer, which is kind of the opposite of what I think a lot of teachers do who are building businesses because they use that summer to like build their business. But for me, and I don't know if um, anyone listening can relate to this when I know I have my work day, I'm already in like work day mode. So it is so natural for me to come home and still be productive for like an hour or two before my brain shuts off versus in the summer. I'm like, if I don't have anywhere to go and no one to tell me what to do, like I'm going to, you know, be lazy or sleep in or use this time to as like my recharge time or be spontaneous and take a trip or whatever. Um, and I've always, maybe it's because I've always used my summer that way. 
Um, but with that, I get to be really intentional about my planning. So I have everything in my Google calendar on my phone. Um, I have a Trello board that I have everything pretty well mapped out and I, I batch work. So my podcasts are usually batched ahead of at least a few weeks. Um, there's only one time I did not do that ironically last summer. And then I went on a cruise. So I didn't, I was, we were gone for like two, two and a half weeks. So I didn't do any podcast work. But then when I came home, I was sick and lost my voice for like two weeks. And I was like, oh no. So I learned, <laughs> learned my lesson, have to batch out longer than that, just in case, you know, something happens and that, you know, it's all trial and error, honestly. Um, but I think my biggest thing is really that planning and, and being very self-aware and knowing how I work. So I don't work well in the evenings. I'm not a super early morning person either. Like that middle of the daytime is kind of my sweet spot. So I know when I get home from work, from school, that's my perfect time to work on my business, to get some of my content planning done, to have my one-on-one -on -one calls with my clients. Um, I prefer not to do them in the evening just because I know my energy isn't right. And I want to be able to give that to people. Um, but also that being said, I use my lunch break at work to do a lot of things like to get back to people, respond to messages, respond to emails. Um, today it's on my phone to work on a free challenge that I'm running next week. I'm going to be creating that content at lunch every day this week. So I really try to use those pockets of time wisely so that I can have still the time to work out, walk my dog, go on trip, you know, have that freedom of the reason that I'm building my business, right. To be with the people that I love to, to do the things that I, I really truly enjoy. Um, but planning, it really comes down to that planning and being very intentional about, okay, where can I fit this in and making sure that I'm doing it in enough advanced time that if something were to come up and I couldn't work on it that day, it's okay. I can move it to tomorrow and still have time to get it done. Mm, yeah. I, I definitely believe that being intentional with your time and then creating a plan for your time is the key to, to productivity. I mean, you know, it's also about, I think, and you've, you've just shared this too, is looking at your energy. And I think sometimes with time management, it also comes down to like energy management, knowing yourself so well that, you know, evenings don't work for me because I have used all my energy. I've exhausted myself through the day that come evening time. That's not a good time for me to do my client work. And so I think it's also good to know, you know, where is my energy at, at different stages throughout the day, or even for yeah. you, like in the seasons of school holidays, you know, I want to take that time for me. And I think that's really great that you've been able to do that. And I think you're a testament to know that you can have all of these things going on in your life and still be able to have a successful business because I definitely feel like sometimes people think that you have to be at a certain stage of life or you have to have certain things to have a successful business. And, you know, I'm a big believer that we can have a successful business in and around our life and we can create businesses that actually suit our lifestyle and us not have to mold around our businesses. I really feel like our business can can slot into our life just the way it is. And it's just making that time and that commitment. 
Right. Well, because if not, you're going to resent your business. Mm. You won't necessarily get burnt out. I don't think just for that reason, but you're going to resent it and you'd be like, Oh, I have to work again. And I'm missing this time with my friends or my family, or it's a beautiful day. So like I use a lot of our winter time because we have pretty brutal winters sometimes here in Ohio, you know, when I can't get out, cause I love being out, outdoors and I love walking and hiking and all those things. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that right now. So this is a great time for me to sit down and batch out some emails, batch out some podcasts so that when those times come where you want to be a little bit more hands off your business, you have already automated and set up a lot of this stuff and you've worked ahead. And I think there's something really huge to be said, if you're able to do that, um, because you will enjoy your business so much more when it's not holding you back from doing those things that you want to do. Mm. Oh yes. You're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about having systems and automations and scheduling in place in your business because you never know when life happens, you know, you could get sick. You might want to take some time off for whatever reason it might be. And I think, you still want your business to be running in the background without you, you know, and anything you can do in your business that allows you to have a little bit more time, freedom and flexibility, I am all about. So I guess for our listener who's been listening along and wants to get to know you more and get into your Disney world, what is the best place to connect with you? So if you're listening to this, you're probably a podcast listener. So you can find my podcast everywhere. There are podcasts. It's the Purpose and Pixie Dust podcast. Other than that, I am Lindsay Dollinger on all the platforms. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'll give you those links, Renee, so that you can post them in your show notes. And um, you can also head to my website, lindsaydollinger.com. And I have a fun freebie at the top that is a like a checklist of things that you can do in your business. So especially if you were just getting started and you're like, I have no idea <laughs> what to do. That is a checklist that I um, have created after years of trial and error. And I like to give that away to people. So it's just right on the top of my website. Uh, amazing. Yes. I will pop all of those links for Lindsay in the show notes. So you can easily go ahead and click on that. You'll have to check out our podcast episode over on her podcast as well, which was a really great conversation as well. But thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here and all that you've shared with us. Thank you, Renee. I've really had a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more, you can go to reneeoneal.com. I'm so grateful for you being here and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into today's episode. If you loved the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. Also, if you share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at renee.oneal, I will be sure to send you a little gift straight to your DMs as a thank you.